Worship the Lord in His praise and wisdom. He cares for you and He understands. Come, Holy Spirit, and give grace, joy, and peace, and love abound. Worship the Lord with hands raised to Him. Worship the Lord in His praise and sweet He cares for us and He understands. Come, Holy Spirit, speak to us now. Grace, joy, and peace, and love abound. The Lord is holy. holy. The Lord is holy. The Lord is holy. Oh, our Lord is holy.
and you called us out of our walks of life to be children of the Most High God. Father, we pray this morning that you forgive us of all our shortcomings. See us, Lord, through your precious blood and accept us in your presence this morning. Lord, we appreciate you for the first part of the service of worship and praise. Even as we come to this part of the word, Lord, we pray, dear Jesus, that you come and divide to us the bread of life. We are entirely depending on you. Speak to us, Lord, this morning. Even, Father, we commit this motorbike of our brother Gerald to you Lord we know that all good things come from you and when we receive them we feel we should dedicate them to you King glory I pray Lord that you bless our brother as he rides this motorbike may it be used for the glory and honor of your name protect it Father from all harm from all the schemes of the devil from burglary from robbery, from accidents, that Lord, as he rides it, your name will be glorified. Even, Father, we commit the tithes and the offerings that have been brought in your house. Father, I pray blessing upon the givers according to your word. May they be, Lord, used for the glory and honor of your name and even for the fatherance of your kingdom. Grant it, kind Heavenly Father, for we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I greet you this morning in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll welcome you to this service. Uh, we shall straight away go to the word. We shall read from Matthew chapter 5 from verse 1. Matthew 5 1. 
And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matayi sula yakutano kubakunyulusoka. Buyalabi bibina narinya kurusozi natula wansi. Abayigirizwa beneba jajari. Naya samiaka mwake nabayigirizanga gambanti. Balino mukisa abavu mumoyo. Kubanga abu waka wako wamu guru wewawe. Balino mukisa abali munaku. Kubanga abu bali sanyusiwa. Balino mukisa abatefu, kubanga abo, bali sikidensi. Balino mukisa abalu mwenjala nenyonto, lobu tukirivu, kubanga abo, bali kusibwa. Balino mukisa abechisa, kubanga abo, bali kuatiluwe chisa. Balino mukisa abalino mutimo mulongofu, kubanga abo, bali dabakatonda. Balino mukisa abatabaganya, kubanga abo, bali itiwabana bakatonda. Balino mukisa abaiganyizibwa lobutu kirivu kubanga abo bwakabako bomuguru webwabwe mwemulino mukisa mwebana abavumanga mwebana abaiganyanga mwebana abawayirizanga buli chigambo HB okubavuna nanze musanyuke mujaguze nyo kubanga empera ya mwenyinji muguru kubanga bwe batwe baiganya banabya basoka mwe Mwemuli munyo gwansi na yo munyo wegugwa mwensa balirunga mu munyo nabachi tegusana na te wabulo kusuli wewelu abantu okugulinyirira mwe muri musana gwansi ekibuga wechikubwa kulusozi techiinza kukisibwa so tebakoleza tabaza okujivunikira mu chibo wabulo kujiteka waguru ku chikondo chayo nayo ebakira bona abali munju May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. I want us to share this morning on what I have called the salt and light status. 
embera eyomunyo neye kitangala omunyo ne kitangala kiki kebiri bo bugeragiranya nebintu ebirala amen 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 the salt and light status omunyo no musana kebiri ngo bigeragiranyiza nebirala and i'm getting my inspiration from uh, where we read nilokulungamizwa ngina kujja wano tusomye verse 13 olunyirirwa 13 yea the salt of the earth mwemuli munyogwansi but if the salt have lost his savour where will shall it be salted nayo munyowe gugwa mwensa balirunga munyo nabachi verse 14 says yea the light of the world olunyirirwa 10 nyinyoga mwemuli musana gwansi amen amina Jesus Yesu gave this status to the disciples He gave them that status <laughs> The status of the light of the world The status of the salt of the earth Amen Amen. When you read from verse 1, it says that and Jesus saw multitudes. And when he saw multitudes, he went to the mountain. And he sat down. And his disciples came. And he taught them. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn. For they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they that thirst and hunger after For they shall be filled. Then after teaching them all that. He told them you are the salt. You are the light of the world. Amen. Amen. So this status. Was not to the multitudes. It was to the disciples. Even the teaching was to the disciples. And he knew that if they adhered to this teaching, they would end up being the salt of the earth and the light of the world and he foreknew them before the foundation of the world <laughs> that they would achieve it how many are disciples of the lord this morning It seems some of them are not putting up their hands. A disciple is a follower of Jesus Christ. If you are a follower, if you believe in the Lord, if you are called of the Lord, you are a disciple. So this status is for you and me. 
God for a new you that would attain this status. You would be the light of the world and the soul of the world. Even before disciples attained it, God already knew that they would attain it. Because he knew them before the foundation. Do you know that if you are a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are a true follower, if you are not just mimicking Christianity, if you are not just come here maybe follow your parents, but you are a true believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a disciple of the Lord. Just like they were then. Do you know that God for a new you. That you would believe him. That you would be his disciple. God for a new That you would be seated here. This morning. And listening to the word. That is if you are a true believer. Not just imitating Christianity. God for a new you. So God for a new these disciples. And he gave them that status. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. In other words, when he was comparing them to the multitude who gathered around. To them, they had a special status compared to the disciples. They were the salt of the earth. They were the light of the world. He foreknew them before the foundation of the world that they would be that. Hear what the prophet says here in this message of perfection. He says, when God looked down and saw the only thing that would save lost man, he said, I don't know if this is the words, if these are the words, but it had to be something like this. Man cannot be saved because he's going to sin. But I look down through there and I see tens of thousands of honest hearts that will want to come. Thanks be to the Lord. Before God created anything, He looked and he saw the ones that he was going to create and he looked at the hearts and he looked at those honest hearts of people that would want to come that's what the prophet is talking about. He saw honest hearts. The hearts that would love to come. To come and do what? And follow him. And be his disciples. And be Christians. And love the word. 
He saw them. He saw you seated here. He saw in every age. Right from Abraham. Abraham up to this age. He saw people with honest hearts that would love to come. And he made a preparation. See, I see thousands of people who will want to be saved and not want to go into this horrible destruction that I'm going to have to make for the, for the devil and his angels. I see honest-hearted people that will, that will see that. And I will have a man by the name of Esau born there will be one Jacob. And Jacob will not be so good to begin with. But in his heart, he will love the things of God. So I'll choose Jacob. He saw you. And he knew that you wanted to be saved. So he said, the only thing I can do is to go down myself and have a son born or a body of flesh and be made like them. The antidote is for God himself to become seen. That he might pay the price. Because it would take the highest thing there is to lift man from the lost condition. God saw honest hearts. The Bible says before Esau and Jacob were born, God declared. Esau I have hated. Esau Jacob I have loved. And the prophet tells us Jacob could have had some issues here and there. Very many weaknesses. But God knew that he would love the things of God. He would love the birthright. He would do anything to get it. And yet Esau was not like that. And he made a declaration. The elder shall serve the younger. Jacob I have loved. Esau I have hated. Amen. Notice. Not only Christ was slain to take away sin, but your name was written in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. God wrote your name associated with his before the foundation of the world. Before the world ever began, God called your name. You Christians. Amen. Before the world began, God called your name. You 
Christians and wrote it in the Lamb's Book of Life before the world ever started says the Bible that's God's word you see he spoke back there and revealed through his servants the prophets and we are enjoying the blessing of resting and waiting upon the coming of the Lord waiting patiently it's all over thanks be to the Lord it's all over if you are a believer, God for you. And he says, that's what the Bible says. God predestinated you to be a child of God before the foundation of the world. He predestinated you. And our prophet says, Predestination looks for knowledge. Amen? Amen. Predestination. Predestination means it is a word of composed of maybe two words. Pre and destination. Amen? In other words, prayer, God knew your destination. He knew. Even before he created you. That as you walk in this life, from the time you are born up to the time you die, he knew some people will end up in a certain destination. They will end up lost in the region of the lost. And they will end up in hell. And he knew some their destination will be in heaven. They will end up in rapture. So there he predestinated according to his foreknowledge. Because God is infinite. He knows the end from the beginning. And a prophet tells us that's the Bible. Let us read Romans Romans chapter 8. Avarumi Sulayamunana. So God gave them that status of the salt of the earth and the light of the world even before they attained it and he knew they would certainly without fail achieve Romans 8:28 And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose 
For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Amalumi munana bi munana, eratumanyinti, eriaba bagara katunda, eraba itibwa ngokutesa kubekuri, ebi intubio naiba koreda wamu oloburunji, kubanga beyamanya edda, erabo yabaula edda, okufana nizwangengeri yomwana we, aberengom bedebedye muboruganda abanji. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Amina. And we know that all things work together for good. To them that love the Lord. To them that are called according to his purpose. All things will work together for good. God can do anything if you are his elected child to call you out of the world. He can use any method. He can put you on a sick bed. Maybe if you are hard-hearted and when you are sick and ailing then there you'll remember him and cry to him you'll follow him he can put you in prison he can use any method he can allow you to lose your loved one and when you have that kind of bereavement then you remember him all things have to work together for good to them that love God. Look at Paul. Before he was Paul, when he was Saul. On the way to Damascus. A pillar of fire strikes him. And from there, he realizes that is God. A voice speaks to him. Saul, Saul. Why do you persecute me? It is so hard Chizibu. to kick against the, the, the pricks. Saul says, who are you? Saul He says, I'm Jesus Christ. And from there on, he follows Christ. He becomes a disciple of the Lord. And that pillar of fire makes him seek throughout all his lifetime. He gets an eye problem. And he cries to God, Lord, heal me. Take away this eye problem. And it keeps on on him. Until he called it a thorn in the flesh. And when he asked God, time 
time to time, Lord. God told him, Paul, Paolo, my grace is sufficient. Because my strength is perfected in you when you are in perfect weakness. So all things have to work together for good with what love and Amen? Amen. For whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated. You see, it goes back to foreknowledge. To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Are you called this morning? God predestinated you. And then he called you. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Amen? Amen. He predestinated you that's why he called you. And when he called you, he justified you. And then after justification, it's up to him to glorify you. The whole work is his. He's the one who predestinates. He's the one who calls. He's the one who justifies. He's the one who fills you with the Holy Ghost by glorifying you. He says, not him who runs, but it is to him that God gives favor. You didn't choose him. He's the one who chose you. You didn't predestinate yourself. He's the one who did that. So he gave them that status before the foundation of the Lord. He gave you that status. You, the disciple of the Lord. God foreknew all these things before the foundation of the world. And our prophet says, We were reigning with him. In eternity. But he brought us here to in this dispensation of time to be tried and to be tested. And then after that, after overcoming, he will take us back to where. We came from. We are here in the space of time just to be tried and to be tested. Jesus spoke these words. He said, I came from God. I also go back to God. 
That was our firstborn. The Lord Jesus Christ. So we can also speak this morning. And so we came from God. We are also going to We came here to be tried and tested. God asked Job. After a lot of trials. And he met him and asked him face to face. Job. Yobu. Tell me, Borira. where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me, Borira. where is the cornerstone thereof? Where were you, Job, when the morning stars together? and the sons of God shouted for joy? In other words, before Job was created, in eternity, the sons of God were shouting, glorifying God, magnifying Him. We are reigning with Him in eternity. But God brought us here in this space of time to be tried and tested. In the message of Melchizedek, the prophet says, Melchizedek was a certain stage of God's condescension. Because when God wanted to save you and me, He could not save us in the spirit form. Because the Bible says, God is a spirit. And they that worship Him, worship Him in spirit and God's nature is a spirit being. So when he wanted to save you, he had to make himself a body. A body of flesh. The Bible says, as the children have flesh and blood, he also partook of the same. That he might destroy once and once for all. The devil had the power of death. So God started condescending. From the spirit form, he made himself a body. A body of the word. What they call the theophany. A body that can appear and then disappear. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So God started coming down, condescending from the spirit form. He came to the body of the word. 
the theophany body. Then from the body of the word, he came to the body of the flesh. To die on the cross at Calvary for your sins and my sins. And when Abraham met Melchizedek, because the Bible says, Abraham was from the slaughter. Abraham of his enemies. And on the way, he met a man called Melchizedek. This man had no father. He had no mother. He had no beginning. He had no end. He had no descent. And this man gave Abraham holy communion. He served him. Namuwa bread. Namusembeza. Because he was the priest of the Most High. And Abraham gave him the tithes of his loot. And then that man disappeared. Hear what the prophet says. You see, God condescending. And then after that, Melchizedek was no more. Because Melchizedek became Jesus Christ. But he says, you and me, we came from eternity. And we came immediately to the space of time. We didn't pass that stage of the theophany. From eternity, we brought you here. Try you to test you. So you bypassed that stage of the word of the theophany and you immediately came to the flesh. But when you overcome and then you die then you go back to that body which you bypassed the body of the word the theophany body. Hear what the prophet says For this marriage is a deck. This is, this is uh, Hebrews 7, 1 to 3. For this marriage is a deck, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him. You see? You can read that in Hebrews 7, 1 to 3 in your own. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First being by interpretation king of righteousness. And after that also king of Salem. Which is king of peace. 
Without father, without mother, without descent, neither beginning of days or end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Amen. Amen. He was without father. He was without mother. He had no beginning. He had no end. He had no descent. Which means this one was not a human being. People here have where they they descended from. They said, you walk like a Muganda. Grand, 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 grand. Descent. Where you came from. I think they were going to call it something like that. In Sibuko. In Sibuko. He didn't have a descent. He didn't have a father, he didn't have a mother, he didn't have a descent. So he was nothing else other than God. God condescending. He says, Think of this great person. Of how great this man. Must be. And now the question is Who is this man? Theologians has different ideas. But since the opening of the seals, the mysterious book that has been mysterious to us, according to Revelation 10, 1 to 7, all the mysteries that's wrote in this book that has been hid down through the age of the reformers is supposed to be brought out unto view by the angel of the last church. How many knows that? That's Says that's right. It's supposed to be brought all the mysteries of the mysterious book. It's supposed to be revealed to the Laudation messenger of this age. Thanks be to the Lord for the message of the hour for Brother Branham the message of this laudation whom God gave all these mysteries that were hidden in the Bible. Aren't you glad this morning to be the one to know these hidden mysteries that were hidden since the foundation of the world? And God predestinated you and me to know them. Amen? Amen. And he says, and the person is eternal if you notice. He had no father, he had no mother. He had no time he ever began. And he had no time he ever ended. 
And ever who it was is still alive tonight. Because the Bible said here that he had neither father nor mother. Beginning of days or ending of life. So it would have to be an eternal person. Is that right? An eternal person. So it could be one person that's God. He's the only one that is eternal. Now the thing that I contend is that he was God. Because he's the only person that can be immortal. And now God changing himself into a person. That's what he was. No father, no mother, no beginning of life, no ending of days. You see? His first being was spirit. God is a spirit. God supernatural, right? The great eternal one. Then second, he began to form himself. To form himself towards flesh. In a theophany. It's called the word body. This then is the state he was in when he met Abraham. He was called Melchizedek. He was in the form of Theophany. Now we'll get to that and prove it in a few minutes. The Lord willing. You see? He was the word. God condescending from spirit form to the word. If you read Exodus chapter 33 I think from verse uh, around 17, 18 you can read in your own private time. One time Moses desired to see God. He said, Lord, let me see your face. And God told him, no man has ever seen my face. And lived. He said, the only thing I can do, I will hide you in a cliff. And then you'll see me. And the Bible says that when he hid him in a cliff, God passed. And when he passed, Moses saw the back part of a man. In other words, that was the condensation of God. From the spirit form, the theophany which looks like a human being. A body that can appear and disappear. And then after that, 
Katolu okuvao Najanayambala omubiri kunongo gwafe Now God in this stage it's this stage of his creation later formed into flesh Kakati katonda mumutendera kunogwo kutonda kolva nyuma nayambala omubiri He became Jesus Nafuka Yesu From what Okuva muchi From the great beginning spirit Okuva Walinga moyo. Then he came down to be the word. Bring itself out. The word doesn't yet make itself. It's just spoke out, you know, and okay. When Abraham met him, Ibrahim Yamusinkana. He was Melchizedek. Yari Melchizedek. He unfolds here what all the attributes will do in the final end. Every son of Abraham. Every son of the faith will absolutely do the same thing. But I want you to watch how we have to come. Amen. Amen. He came from the spirit to the word and then to flesh. And he says all his attributes will also partake of the same. All the sons of Abraham you and me. But he says he will show us how we have now the difference between him and you as a son, see? He was at the beginning. The word enemy of body. You see? He came in and lived in that. In the person of Melchizedek. Then later we never had no more of Melchizedek. Because he became Jesus Christ. Melchizedek was the priest. But he became Jesus Christ. Now you bypassed that. Because in that form, he knowed all things. And you have never been able to know that yet. You came like Adam. Adam. Like me. Nganze. You became from the attribute Okubamukubere to be tempted. But when this life is finished here, if this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, we have one already waiting. That is where we go. That is the word. The word body. Then we can look back and see what we done. Now we don't understand it. We have never become the word. We've just become flesh man. Not the word. Amen. Amen. We bypassed that stage of the word. 
When Jesus was in that stage, and even when he was here on earth, because he passed that stage, he knew all things. And the prophet says, for you, you will not know all things. Because you bypassed that stage. But after being tried and tested, the Bible says, if these earthly tabernacles be destroyed, we have one prepared by the Lord. In other words, after being tried, and then you die, no fa. Maybe you are hit by a car. There is a body. A word body. That is waiting for you. The theophany body. That you enter in. And then there. You will know all things. The prophet says you can even look back. And see. All that you went through. So God loved us. We his disciples. And he gave us. That salt and light status. Even before we achieved it. The disciples. Had not achieved it. But after Jesus teaching them these beatitudes, he declared, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. He knew that they would undergo this process of mourning, of thirsting, of thirsting, of realizing that they are spiritually poor. And they would mourn and cry. And then he would come and comfort them. And fill them with the Holy Ghost. And automatically, they would be the salt of the earth. They would be the light of the world. He gave them that status. Status is something like, you know, it is like a social or legal position that is given to somebody. Status in relationship to other, others. Amen? Amen. It is something like maybe a profile. A profile is something like an outline of something compared to its surrounding. Like when you look at the outline of this pulpit. Chiringa Compared to the rest. Then this one becomes a pulpit. So a status is a comparison. Your position compared 
Others. Maybe you are a priest or a pastor. Maybe you are an engineer. Maybe you are a doctor. Maybe you are a farmer. Compared to that status. For us, we are Christian. We are Christ-like. That is our status. And when God looked at the disciples, He gave them that status. Where we read, the Bible said, the, the Bible said that, and Jesus saw multitudes. And he went to the mountain. And he sat down. And his disciples came. And when his disciples came, he started teaching them. You are blessed are you. Blessed are the poor. For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they that mourn. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Do you know that this earth nobody else is going to inherit it? It's you and me. Sons and daughters of God. We shall reign here in the millennium. With the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the prophet says. After that this world will receive. A baptism. God is going to cause like blasts. That will remove the waters. Mountains, all the germs and just remain a frame. And then New Jerusalem will descend from heaven come here on this earth. And then we shall reign here with the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. So, Jesus was comparing the multitudes and the disciples. And he put an outline. And there he gave them a profile. He gave them a status. You are the salt of the world. You are the light of the world. But do you know that it would not come automatically? But he knew that this teaching, these disciples, since he knew them before the foundation of the world, they were going to adhere to that teaching. There was nothing that was going to take them away from this teaching. He knew they would realized that they are poor. He knew they were going to mourn. He knew they would thirst. At the beginning, other disciples, multitudes also came. And Jesus started teaching hard 
teachings. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. And the Bible says, the seventh left. And Jesus turned to the twelve and told them, do you want to leave also? You want to go? Peter said, Lord, where can we go? You are the only one who has words of eternal life. Predestinated elects. However hard a teaching is, you are the only one who has words of eternal life. And Jesus reached somewhere and he made this statement. If you continue in my word, you will be my disciples indeed. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And they continued with hard teaching. And Jesus told them, when he was leaving, do not go to Samaria. Do not go to Judea. Go in the upper room and wait for the promise of my father. And they went and waited. And on the day of Pentecost, the promise came. God transformed their life. And after their lives were transformed. When they went to Antioch, people looked at them. They said, truly, truly, these people are meek like Christ. They perform miracles like Christ. They have power like Christ. And from there on, they are Christians because they are Christ like. They achieved that status of the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Are you poor this morning in spirit? Do you know that when we come from the world, though we come, you know, though, though we are elects and predestinated by God, we come with a lot of filth we come when we are spiritually so poor. When you look at yourself, you realize that you don't match the standard of God's word. You are so short. God wants you to realize that. To realize and say, Lord, this last, this last of mine, Lord, help me. Take it away from me. And you cry day and night. Lord, this anger. 
Lord, this tongue of mine. To realize that you are poor. And then you mourn. Blessed are they that mourn. For they shall be comforted. When you cry and you mourn, then God comes down. And He comforts you. And He fills you with the baptism of the And our prophet told us a child that cries most gets the most attention. And the child cries and cries to the mothers in the garden. Do you know there are other children? Some other babies are so peaceful. They sleep. Even if the, the clothes are wet. But there is another one. As long as the bed sheets are wet. Non stop. The What's wrong with this child? Oh, the bed sheets are wet. Let me change them. The, the moment is hungry. Will cry. Non-stop. Do you know that God wants us to cry like that? Cry non-stop. Lord, this last. Jesus told us Be holy as your heavenly father is holy. He expects you to be holy. But how will you attain that holiness? You have to cry. You have to thirst. You have to hunger. hunger. Until God comes to your rescue. He already predestinated you to be to attain that status. But he's waiting upon you to mourn. He gave the disciples that status. But he knew they would mourn. A man like Peter. They are all backslidden. They have gone back fishing. They have forgotten everything about Christ. And they fish all night long. And they catch nothing. And Jesus appears on the shore. And he tells them, boys, what are you doing? We have been fishing all night long. And we have caught nothing. And he says, Get to the deep. Throw your nets in this side. And Peter tells him, Lord, by trade, we are fishermen. We have toiled all night long. And we have caught nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, Lord, we shall do it. The Bible says that when they threw the they caught a catch until the nets broke. 
and they called their friends come here and then after that Peter falls on Jesus feet depart from me lord i am a sinner i am an unbeliever and Jesus comforts him. Yes, Peter, Peter, I'll make you a fisher of men. And he moves on with his weaknesses. He denies the Lord. And the Lord tells him, before the cock crows three times, we'll have the and he says, no, Lord, I can never. But then shortly, as he denied him. And he realizes, after the cock has crawled, oh, that's what he told him. And he cries bitterly. Then after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus tells him, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Do you love me, Peter? Three times he said, but Lord, you know I love you. He tells him, when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. And on the day of Pentecost, Peter was converted. Peter attained that status Peter of the salt and the light of the God is waiting upon you and me to realize the condition that we are in. God predestinated us. He elected us. He called us. That's why we are here this morning. You'll be somewhere in a bar being a weekend maybe you'd be on the beach maybe you'd be nursing a hangover but how come that you are here God is waiting upon you to mourn so that he fulfills that brother Abraham talks about a young lady brother Abraham a black American who came and gave a testimony and said I want to give a testimony for the glory of God. I'm not what I ought to be. Neither am I what I want to be. But I'm not what I used to be. And the prophet said that was a great testimony. She realized she's not what she ought to be. Her spiritual standard is still poor. Maybe she has some shortcomings here. So many I'm not what I want to be. But I'm not what I use. She realized that God had a purpose in her life. Maybe she used to be so bad. And now God has brought her to a certain level. God is working on her. Brethren, God wants us to realize and cry to him. 
We are in this age, the Laudation age. God has been so gracious to us to call us out the bride. This age, the Bible says that it claims to be rich. The Lord looked at them and said that you are neither cold nor hot. I would that at least you are either cold or hot. You are lukewarm. I will spew you out of my mouth. Because you say that you are rich. You are increased with goods. And yet you don't know that you are miserable. You are poor. You are wretched. You are naked. You'd rather ask from me to give you gold tried out of fire and to give you salve for your eyes. Because you are blind. Because they don't know. They think material things are blessings of God. And yet their spiritual lives are so poor. Do you know that even in the message, some people claim to have the word? Oh, we have thunders. We have thunders. And yet they are miserable. They are poor. They need to realize that his only God when he comes in their lives and transforms them he's the only one who can make them Christ-like. So brethren, that is the spirit that is going on. We are in this Laudation Church age. But when people realize their condition, they cry and mourn and seek. God is obligated to come down and fill them. Amen? Amen. You are supposed to realize that you need God. You are supposed to thirst. You are supposed to hunger. Blessed are they that thirst and hunger after righteousness. They shall be filled. Brother Branham preached a sermon of life. Brother Branham preached a sermon of life. And in that sermon, he said, he read a scripture which says, as the deer panteth, David was saying, as the deer panteth after water so my soul panteth after thee, And he was giving an example of a deer. And he said, being a hunter, I had a lot of experiences with the wilderness. And in that message he says, some wild dogs or wolves can hide somewhere and see a deer passing. 
Nejiraba empeonge itao. And then jump on it. Nejijibukira. And bite it. Nejijiruma. To get a big chunk of beet from it. Nejijake nyama. And then that deer will run. Atempeweyo eduka. But the wolf cannot run as the deer. Na ye omusege gote guina misinde nga kawewo. But the deer will run bleeding. Niaka wakajia kuduka nkatu nyuroko musai. Run bleeding. Nakatu nyuroko musai. Feeling thirst. Nakaulire nyonta. Life leaving it. Obulambuka vamu. But it looks for one thing where water is. Chimu, it goes, you know, smelling. If there is a brook of water somewhere, and it runs and runs, and it is bleeding, this wolf comes following it. Following the, the blood trail. If it finds it dead, dead, Fainted and dead. Then it will eat it. But the deer will run. Looking for water. When it reaches where water is. And drinks that water. Then the bleeding will immediately stop. And then it will be safe. As the deer panteth. Looking for water brooks. So my soul panteth after thee. And the prophet said, A child of God should realize that without that water, without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that child will die. So brethren, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a matter of life and death. I either get him or I die. We should not take it as a joking matter. You have to thirst to that extent. God will not just give you that status and you have to mourn. You have to realize that you are poor. You have to thirst. You have to cling to that word. And make sure you have reached the standard of the word. And God knows that you have that ability. Because he saw it in you before the foundation of the world. God gave you that status already. But he's waiting upon you. God predestinated you and gave you that status. God saw you before the foundation of the world. That you are a bride. And that's why he called you. And that's why you heard his voice. That's why you are here this morning. He's waiting upon you to exercise your ability. You remember the story of the ego and the chicken? We are not going to go much in that, but you know how an ego laid eggs and one of them was disappeared, was picked by a farmer and put it under the eggs of his 
chicken and then it hatched out an eagle and the eagle was, that eaglet was feeding with the chicken scratching just scratching but it was a funny bird huge wings and funny but it kept on like a chicken and one mother eagle realized one of the eggs is missing and she went flying and when she passed over a barn a chicken barn she saw something this one looks like my Eagle. And she came close. And she made a noise. And there was a deep calling in the eaglet. Looked up. So mother ego. And she made a noise. Come up. We are not supposed to scratch. Just like the chicks. Come up your and, and the prophet says. It said but I don't know how to scratch. And mother ego told it. You have two wings. Exercise them. And it flapped them. And soared in the sky. And the prophet said, the two wings, one of them is the Old Testament, and God has given you the Bible. He has given you the message of the hour. He has sent you a prophet. He has revealed the seals to you. He has shown you what you are supposed to do. He has given you everything. Exercise your wings. Mourn and cry. Thirst and hunger. Until you are filled. Attain that status. God knew it that you would attain it. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Are you ready to exercise it? Are you We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. That is our status. The salt of the earth. Salt gives taste to food. Even if you have very good food, nice fried chicken, nice pork, as long as there is no salt, the taste is not there. It is tasteless. This world without you, without a believer, before God it is tested. It's just ready for burning. We are the ones who give the world test. 
before Job was tested and tried, the Bible says, Satan came when the sons of God came to present themselves before God, Satan also came. And God asked him, Satan, where are you coming from? From walking to and from up and down the earth. And God told him, have you considered my servant Job? A perfect and upright man. A man who fears God and ensures evil. And Satan told him, does Job fear you for not? You have put a hedge around him. You have given him wealth. Take away that wealth. If you will not cast you to the face. And God told Satan, go, but don't touch his life. And that's when all trials started. Job Yobu was the only light in that area. He was a light shining in darkness. He was the salt that God could look at. And his heart is appeased. He was the salt of the earth of the world. Amen? Amen. Hear what the prophet says. In this message of let your light so shine before men. Now the only way that the world will ever see Christ is when they, when they see it in you and me. That's the only way they'll ever see Christ. They are conscious and numb to the sunsets, to the call of birds, to the leaves and grass. And the flowers and the music and the message and so and so forth. That we enjoy after we have found Christ. But until we get to a place that we display Christ. Amen. Amen. The world does not see God in nature does not see God in the message. Because to begin with, they don't have the message. But they are waiting for you to display the life that will show Christ. They are waiting for your light. They are waiting for your salt. And the Bible says, if the salt loses its saltiness. 
then it is nothing it is worth to be thrown out. What kind of life are you living? In your neighborhood. At that school. At your workplace. Are you the salt of the earth? The world is looking for that. In you. Amen. Amen. Now remember that each one of you from tonight on remember your God's billboards. And your God's advertising agent. Now the world, the world will look at you to see what Christ is. So we don't want to smear a big lot of stuff on there. That testify about things that we are really are not. Let's first be that. Then when we be that. Then the world will see Christ in you. And me. Amen. God is waiting for you. To mourn. To thirst. To realize you are poor. And you go on your knees. And cry. And when he comes in you. Then you will be that light. Just like on the day of Pentecost. These people were timid. These people had a lot of shortcomings. When he came in their life, that status was fulfilled. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. God brought us here to display his light before the whole world. Brother Branham says, Brother Branham Agam, God has a law of contrast. He created the night and he created the day. And there is a vast difference. He created a halot and he created a precious Wonderful sister. Who dresses well. Whose hair is neat. According to the word. So that there is a big demarcation. Between that halot. And the believer. He's a God of contrast. He created vessels of noble and ignoble. But you ask yourself this morning, how come that God created you thus? Do you know that God could have created you just like anything that he wanted? God could have created you Maybe as a zebra. Or an elephant. Or a dog. Because that is his prerogative. He can do anything he wants. The Bible says. All 
things. Colossians 1.15. All things were created for him and by him. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. All things were created by him and for him. So he had powers to create you as anything. Maybe as a bird or a cat or a pussy. But how come that he created you to be a believer to believe the message in this age? No wonder it's just amazing grace. Just amazing grace. Who are you? God could have created you as a vessel of wrath. Maybe as Hitler or Mussolini or Pharaoh or Nebuchadnezzar or that is up to him. In God's economy, God could have created you as anything. Do you know that God has his kind of drama? Everything fits in its position. A tree is supposed to be here. A bird is there. A prostitute is here. A child of God is there. Different characters. Playing different roles. Just like you see a film. And then after seeing the film. Then they start showing. This film was acted by played by so and so. The editor. You see after seeing you see, you see names. The one who played it is this. The one who edited it is this. These are the characters. Maybe the one who acted as a thief was so and so. The one who acted as a policeman that arrested this thief was so and so. The one who acted as a magistrate that condemned the thief to go to Luzira was magistrate so and so. The one who acted as a prison warder who took the thief in prison was so and so. Different characters. But the film was played by you know? God has his role in his economy, he has characters. The Bible talks of vessels of wrath and vessels of grace. Noble and ignoble. 
But how come that you this morning God for you, you for the foundation of the world you predestinated you to be the bride of Christ and he didn't choose you as one of those vessels to play some of those characters. It is indeed grace. Let us read Romans. Romans chapter 9. From verse, from verse 16. Romans 9.16 So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that sheweth mercy. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might shew my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Abalumi sule ya muendo kubakunyiloku minomukaga. Karebwe chitio, sicho ya yagala ni wakubadaduka wabula chakatonda sasira. Kubange vya wandiki wabigamba faraonti, chenavanku yimiriza, ndioke njole sezama nyigange mugwe, ereri nyali angeri yoke rivulirwe monsizo na. Amen. Amina. It is not him who willeth. So ya yagala. It is not him who runneth. So ya dukenyo. It is not because you are good. Siru akuba walimurunji. No. Neda. This is not a matter of struggling. Binosibia akuruana no fuba. To be what you want to be. Okubere chuchu yagala okubere. But God just loved you. Na yeka tonda ya kuagala buagazi. And he made you that. Na kufure cho. He created Pharaoh as an object of wrath to display his glory and his power and he hardened his heart. Moses would pronounce a plague and the whole of Egypt trembled. And he says, let my people go. And then God would harden. Plague upon plague. Until the last plague. God created Pharaoh for that very purpose. God created Judas. To play that very character. But thanks be to the Lord. That he created you and me to play the position. It is indeed grace. Verse 18. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy. And whom he will, he hardeneth. Verse 19. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Nay, but O man, 
Who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lamp to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God willing to shew his wrath and to make his power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory. Na ye chisinga guamuntu, guani okuwakana ne katunda. Echibumbe chirigamba, eya chibumbanti, chichi echakunko zavoti. Oba omubumbi, talinabu yinza kubumba, mchitole chimu okola echibia chimunga chachitibwa, nechidala echensonyi. Chichi, obanga katunda bwayagala, obanga katunda bwayagala okula gobu sungu bwe. No kumanyisa obu inzabwe, ya gumi ikiriza no kulindida enyo, ebibie biobu sungu, ebiate kiruwa tekiruwa kuzikirida, aliokama nyisobu gaga, obwechiti wache, mbibia ebio kusasirwa, wea tekira tekira eda, echitiwa. Amen? You might say, o inzo gamba, unto me, why doth he yet find fault for hath, who hath resisted his will? Why? Why does he blame Pharaoh? Because according to his will, he made him to be that. Why does he find fault? Why does he find fault with Judas? But Paul says, Who are you to ask God? Can the clay e bumba, ask the porter why did you make me like this? The porter has powers. It is his sovereignty. It is his will. You are just a lamp of clay. The grace of God made us that. That's why brethren we should not take Salvation. Obulokozi. Joking matter. The Bible says. Carry out your salvation. With fear. And when you see people. Who can easily see. And displease God. And even when they see. They are not careful. To realize that they have fallen. And run to God and cry. Those people. a very big question mark. They could be just following. But if you realize. Who you are. And the grace of God. Then you should tremble. You should cut out your salvation. Fear and tremble. David said, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? 
will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Lord, I don't have anything to pay back because of of your grace and mercy. But what I will do I will lift up my hands and worship you. I will cut out my salvation. I will drink this cup of salvation. I will enjoy it. I will walk this Christian walk. I will find your name. Praising you, serving you, I will do anything within my means to please you, Because that is the only way I can be loved. What can we give God? He owns everything. The world and its fullness belongs to God. Silver and gold belongs to him. He is demanding one thing. Just some obedience. Just that. He gave you that status. Before the foundation of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Salt gives test. Salt preserves. If you have your meat, maybe you don't have a fridge, and maybe you don't have fire, you can apply salt until preserve it. And the germs will not enter into it. And the following day you will find it okay. So salt is a preservative. If you have a wound, you can wash it with salt water. So you can keep the germs from that wound. So we are the salt of the earth. We preserve this world. Otherwise, without a believer, God would have destroyed this earth. Long, long, long ago. You remember when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? He first visited his elect. Abraham. Abraham. Three men visited Abraham. And one of them was God himself. And he gave a promise to Abraham. Sarah, Sarah your wife, at a certain period, she will get a child. And then after that, the Bible says the three angels, God inclusive, they walked. And Abraham was escorting them. And the two angels continued. And one of them, God himself, stayed with Abraham. And he said, can I hide anything from my servant Abraham? My elect. Abraham, the salt of the earth. The light of this world. Can I hide anything? Seeing what I'm going to do. He said, Abraham, the wickedness of Sodom and Gomorrah has come before me. And I have come down to see. And the Bible says, Abraham realized his 
nephew. Lot was in Sodom. And he said, Lord, will you destroy the righteous and the wicked And God said, no. I will not. In other words, where the righteous are, God will not destroy. This world is being preserved by the righteous people. You and Abraham started pleading. Lord, what if there are 50 righteous? Will you destroy God said no. What if there are 45? What if there are 10? The Lord said no. In other words, God cannot destroy the world. The, the wicked with the right. And because of the pleading of Abraham, God had to deliver Lot and his family. So we are the ones preserving this world. Otherwise, the wrath of God. No, poured on this world but with the salt we are the ones holding God's wrath one time Israel sinned Balak wanted them to wanted Balaam to cast the children of Israel. When they were coming from Egypt. And passing Moab. But then. God resisted him. You know the whole story. Until Balaam ended up blessing them. But then after everything had failed. Balaam schemed and you know. And he told Balak. Prepare a feast. To our gods. Invite the children of Israel. Let them come. For the feast. And they made a feast. For and they brought all these Moabitish girls. And they were dressed in a skin play. You know. And they started dancing, twisting themselves. And the children of Israel last entered them. They started committing fornication. And the wrath of God raised. And started slaying them. Within a short time, 24,000 had perished. And the Bible says, an Israelite went and picked one of those Midianitish girls and to her to the tent just to commit fornication with her. Broad daylight and all the children of Israel were even Moses. And when they were in the tent, Phinehas picked his javelin and he went to the tent and he thrust that javelin through and they died. And God spoke to Moses. Moses, 
have seen Ndabye. that Phineas loves me. Tifinikasa njagara. He has stayed my wrath. Obusungu bwange abukakanyiza. And go and pronounce to him. Eragenda olangirire jali. A pronouncement of peace. Tell him I have made a covenant with him. A covenant of peace. To him and all his seed. Because he was jealous. On my behalf. Israel was going to disappear. Because of the wrath of God. But one righteous man. Take away God's peace. God's wrath. The Bible says, when the last elect will be saved, rapture will take place. The bread of Christ will be taken. And then the wrath of God will start folding. That great tribulation will start. But thanks be to the Lord that he chose us and he gave us that status to be ready to be prepared to mourn. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. The prophet says, when it is night time, and you see the stars, and the moon, and the sun has already disappeared, has said, the moon and the stars, they don't have their own light. They get their light from the sun that has set somewhere. The sun sends its light to the moon and the stars. And then the moon and the stars send their reflection on the earth. They get their light from the sun. And he says, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he left this earth. He's in heaven. But he's sending his light to us, his children. When we mourn, when we thirst, when we hunger, it is not our righteousness. The light of Jesus Christ that shines on us and gives us holiness and gives us perfection that we become the light of the and the whole world, this dark situation that we are in, is getting light from you and me. The moon is a type of the church. The stars are the type of the church. The type of you and me. We don't have our own righteousness. He said, be ye holy. As your heavenly father is holy. How do we attain that holiness? By mourning. By realizing we are poor. And going on the knees. And crying. It's a matter of life and death. You have to realize that you are poor spiritually. You have to mourn. You have to cry. 
and God show so that ability in you. Brother, sister, you have Brother, that ability. We are the salt of the world. We are the light of the world. God gave us that status. That's why we are here this morning. Attentively listening to the world. When the whole world is scattered. It is indeed grace. Brother, sister, it will not come automatically. Brother, sister, you have to work. You have to labor. The Bible says that let us labor to enter the rest. Which rest? The Holy Ghost. Baptism. God already knew you. And he called you, come unto me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. You are here because you have paid to that call. But he expects you to labor and enter. You have to mourn, you have to thirst, you have to Blessed are the poor. For they shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. When you realize that you are poor and you cry, the kingdom comes in your life. Which kingdom is the baptism? When you realize that You, you are supposed to be holy like him. And you thirst and hunger. He comes and fills you. When you realize that you are lustful and you have shortcomings and you mourn, he comes and comforts you. But do you know that you can fall short of that status. If you are not careful. Yeah. A woman can conceive. But then somewhere. She can miscarry. If she is not careful. But yet she conceived. Maybe she was not careful. Maybe she didn't eat well. Some of these women who are smokers and drunkards can end up discarding because of their behavior. But yet she had conceived. Do you know that you can be justified? And you come out. No and you follow Christ. No and in between you fall short. Just like the servant did. It depends on you and me. You don't just achieve that status and you have the ability to do that. God saw that ability in you. Brother Branham says, Brother Branham, you can have a gift. And then you die without manifesting that gift. 
because you have not worked upon that gift. He told Billy Paul, his son, Billy Paul, you have a gift. A gift of discerning. You have a gift of praying for the sick. He said, I can see you. In the prayer line. I'm praying. And you start from the other end. I also start from this end. And you come and meet in between. You have a gift. But Billy Paul, up to now, has never manifested that gift. And yet his father saw it in him. God gave you a gift. He put a seed in you. A seed of representation. A seed to know the things of God. To catch the mysteries. He gave you the ability. He gave you that status. But if you don't work and pray and seek honestly. No, 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 no. Do you know that you can miss it? It depends on you and me. Yet God gave us that status. We have to labor. We have to cry. We have to plead. Just like that singer song, Lord, lift me up. And let me stand on higher ground. A higher plane. Lord, lift me up. You have to cry for God to lift you up. The disciples cried. They pleaded. They adhered to the word. And God fulfilled. He gave them their status. May the Lord help us. Count yourself very, very lucky this morning. To be a child of God. To be a disciple of the Lord Jesus. To know this truth. This age that we are in. God has given you everything. All the signs that show that you are an elect. Then why not use them? May the Lord help us. God bless you. Let us sing that song, I love him. Do you love him this morning? Do you love the Lord? We love him because he first loved us. We did not choose him. He chose us. We didn't seek him. He sought us. And we are not here by chance this morning. But we are here to serve him. As his elect, as his bride.